Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for joining the best Houston sports podcast. And joining me is my co-host, a fellow H-Town sports junkie and veteran journalist, Stephen Kerr, 65 plus years in sports journalism between the two of us. And later in the show, we're giving you the Rockets midterm grades. But Stephen, good to have you back in the co-host chair, brother. Hey, it's good to be back, Robert. Thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure to talk sports with you. So uh, looking forward to uh, to being back. Good to have that dead weight of Sean Bajani off my shoulders. Ah, just kidding you. <laughs> go check no. out his show. He's nights on 610 now. It's it's where you want to go to get the latest with him. And if you miss him, and hopefully you stay with us as well. But um, yeah, what we are they calling it? Area 45, I think is the name of the show. Something like that. Yeah, it sounds dangerous to me. I don't know. About <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. We're happy for Sean, honestly. Yeah, definitely happy for him. And um, hey, before we get to the Rockets preseason grades, a bunch of Rockets handed in last second extra credit against the Lakers <laughs> Monday. Uh, Stephen, that maybe was the most beautiful offensive performance this season, the most complete by the entire team, every player involved, I should say. Well, it certainly was. And I mean, I, I'm trying not to get too excited, though, Robert. We've seen flashes of this over the last few weeks. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. And if they could start with the Lakers game and build forward, you know, to the All-Star break and keep going after that, then, you know, the Rockets are certainly going to look much better than the up and down that they've had the last few weeks. Oh, without question. And really, the story is starting to be Jalen Green. And Shangun and Jalen became the youngest duo in NBA history, if you missed this stat, to post a 30-point, 10-rebound game on the same night. What's the big deal about that? Well, if you've heard me rant about Jalen for three seasons, I keep saying it's not the scoring. It's what he does without the ball. You cannot be one of the best athletes in the league and get four or five rebounds in 30 minutes. And Steven, he's grabbed 10 or more boards in the last three games. He'd grabbed 10 boards zero times before this week. It's a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. And it's kind of coinciding with his point totals going up. You know, he had below 20 points, I think, in nine straight games from like December to part of January. But over the past 18 games, Robert, he's averaging 20.5 points per game. So he's definitely improving in a lot of areas. We, we were, I know I, I haven't been on the podcast talking Rockets with you a whole lot this year, but I've been kind of in the same vein that you and Cooper and Frank and some of the other guests you've had on it's just, you know, we're, we're just kind of on the fence about, you know, is he ever going to get this game together? And in my opinion, the Rockets need to define his role. What is his role going to be? I, I've been having trouble seeing that up until recently. Yeah. I, I feel like they want his role to be something. The problem is he hasn't been what they want him to be. And what happens when Jalen Green starts to be the Jalen Green, Stephen, that we thought we got when we drafted him with the second pick, Everybody else's role becomes perfectly defined in what you want them to be. You don't want Fred Van Vliet to take a ton of shots and, you know, get going with the three-point shot and maybe missing a lot of those shots or taking not the best shots in the world. And you want Dylan Brooks to minimize what he's done, doing, although, you know, he's been very efficient so far. Those guys can be put a little bit more to the side, which Jalen Green is the scorer that we wanted him to begin with. Well, that's really what's been lacking up until recently is the scoring. And, you know, if he can just continue that and, and do it on the road too, though, Robert, you know, he's had... Trouble on the road this year, he's done better at home scoring than he has on the road for the most part. So he's, he's really got to get a more consistent game together, both home and away. And if he does that, I think we'll all feel better about not only his scoring, but his overall role. Like you were talking about the rebounds, the defense. Hopefully all of it will come together on both sides, you know, home and away. Yeah, also worth mentioning, welcome back Jabari Smith. 18 points, nine boards, four assists, three steals. Always had a man crush on Jabari. And if you haven't heard, 
He was just named to the Rising Stars game. Ahmed and Cam, unfortunately, didn't get there. They haven't had as much run as you know some of the other rookies. But congratulations to Jabari and Steven. Just wondering, do you have anything else about that Lakers game or just in general before we hand out midterm grades? Well, I mean, as far as the Lakers game, I mean, I, obviously it's the kind of performance you want to continue to see from the Rockets. And, I, you know, despite the struggles they have had for the last several weeks, hey, listen, they're, they're certainly having a better season than I think many expected. You know, I didn't come on the podcast with you, Robert, but they're, they're 22 and 24 now as we're recording this. I have them pegged to win about 37 games. Well, I think they could definitely go over that unless they just totally fall to pieces the rest of the season. They should, should certainly eclipse that. They've matched last year's win total too. Yeah. Right? Oh, they, well, they going to, what did they win? 21 last year or 22? I, I believe it's 22. Literally they matched it against the Lakers. Yeah. So yeah, they've already gotten that. And we, we haven't even gotten to the all-star break yet. So, you know, they're going to go well past that. Whether they can be a play-in team, you know, if, if they continue to play like they've been against the Lakers, I, I certainly think they have a chance. Now, I didn't think they had a chance to do that when the season started. But it's still within reach, but they're going to have to play a lot better and more consistently, though. Also, before we start the grades, Stephen, I just have to say that, you know, if, if you're going to grade these guys on, you know, how good they are, I don't think that's fair. So what I'm doing is I'm grading it on their progress this year and combining it with where our expectations might have been on a particular player. That's kind of how I look at it. Well, and I think that's really the, the fairest way to do it. Uh, you know, grades are subjective. <laughs> just, well, in school, they weren't, you know, if you made a a 60 on a test, well, your grade is a 60 and that's all there is to it. But with this, you know, you, you can kind of go a little bit deeper and I think that's the best way to look at it. So what I'm going to do, Robert, is as we uh, take a look at some of most of these players, we may leave out some of the, the bottom guys. Uh, but for the most part, let's get the starters and some of the subs and just see how they grade out. So I'm going to name you a player and then you give me their grade and then I'll give you my comments. And I think we should start first and foremost with, in my opinion, and I think yours too, Robert, the best player on this team right now, Alperin Sengun. No question about that. He deserves an A. He's made a ton of progress. Borderline all-star, much improved defense, although still work to go. 21.7 points, nine boards, five assists. He's upped his efficiency. He's carried the team down the stretch in fourth quarters like a star at times. Can he improve his night-to-night -night defensive consistency and his clutch free throw shooting? Yes, but because his workload has increased so much, Stephen, it takes time to gain the strength and stamina to handle all that. What did you think? Oh, I have to give him an A. And the thing about the free throw shooting, I have noticed, you know, at the very beginning of the season, oh, he was just terrible. I have noticed some improvement. So I believe he's working on that aspect. You know, and gosh, there are plenty of big men, uh, superstar big men that didn't do too well at the free throw line. But listen, he, he could be so much a better player if he can work on that. And, you know, the past 24 games, Robert, He's averaging 24 points a game, 55.8% shooting, uh, which is up, you know, from the prior to the season, from the first 22 games. He's averaged at least 24 points a game while shooting 55.0 or better, the first Rocket to do so in quite a while. Uh, we're talking Hakeem Olajuwon. So it seems like he's going as the season is going. He's just getting much better on all as aspects of the game. Yeah, the thing you talk about with the free throw shooting, what bugs me the most is the fourth quarter because that's winning time and you want to see him get better there. Yeah. But like, but like I said, Stephen, it's that workload of a star where, you know, your legs are tired by the fourth quarter and him now playing defense as well as offense all through the game. And it's a lot of responsibility for a center. That's what I think scaling him on the free throw line. Well, and this is a subject, another subject for another time. And I know you've discussed this in the past too, but that's something the Rockets certainly need to address at the trade deadline to take some of that pressure off 
you know, get a better backup system going and, you know, he'll have fresher legs and then maybe the rest of that will improve. Yeah. And, and part of it is just, you know, he's 21 years old and it's, it's learning how to, you know, kind of get used to playing this many minutes. I don't know a better way to say that, but just learning how to, you know, you're running a marathon, you got to learn when to sprint and when to slow down. And, you know, you see that a lot with LeBron James later in his career, he knows when to do all that stuff. One thing I have to say about Shangun though, as his teacher, um, you, you know, Shangun, as your teacher, I just want to tell you that you can't keep going at officials with what, well, that wasn't a foul. That wasn't a foul. Or where's the foul all the time. Your teachers get ticked off when you're constantly pointing out their mistakes and they're not going to give you those fouls. So just yeah. kind of give up that whole deal. Yeah. I think uh, getting back to Olajuwon, you know, he was doing that. He was kind of temperamental his first few years. And I think he finally learned to settle down and just play the game. And that's, yeah, I, that's what I would get. The advice I would give Shingun, play the game, you know, let Ime Aduka, let him handle the officials. And you really could say that to every player. You could say that to Dylan Brooks, but that's not going to do any good for him. <laughs> you know, but honestly, Robert, before we get to the next one, let me just say this about Shingun. You were talking about progress from last year to this year. Man, you, you talk about progress, and there's only so much you can improve on so quickly. But boy, has he grown since last year. And his ceiling, he hasn't reached it yet. And that's the best part. Yeah, the great thing is he constantly improves over the, these last three three years. It's a guy that you go, okay, there's a, another ceiling, another ceiling because he's shown he can pick things up and he can adjust and he can do things better on a continuous basis. All right. Well, we talked about him a little while ago, but we haven't given him a grade yet. So let's get to Jalen Green. And I'm just going to say, Robert, I know he's coming on as of late, but I got, I'm, I'm going to give him a B minus at this point, just based on the fact that I just feel like he's still a little bit further behind in his development than I thought he would be by this point. What about you? Boy, you, you you were generous. Now, going into last week, I would have just put D on his paper. There'd be red marks everywhere. Um, there would be comments like, but last week, it's a revelation. And I've almost got to bump him to a C minus based on the last test that he took. Because I yeah. feel like, hey, we're, we're crossing our, our fingers that that talented pupil, Stephen, that we've been working with. Like, why can't we get this guy to do what he's supposed to be doing? He's so talented. He's finally harnessing his potential. Yes, that is very true. And I honestly, I mean, I was going to give him a C until I started, you know, really looking at just how good he has been, you know, over the past 15 games or so. Again, he's got to get that consistency going. I, I started to give him a C and I'm not a big plus minus person. I always hated it when a teacher gave me, say, a B plus, for instance. I'm thinking, well, you know, was I that far from an A? Why don't you just give me an A or B? You know, I I did that to a professor in college once. He kept giving me B pluses on my paper. And I think I wrote like three or four papers for him, B plus on every one of them. I said, well, can you just give me an A or a B? Well, he gave me a B on the last one. So I guess I deserved it. But yeah, that's the thing with with uh, Jalen is if he could just continue to make that stride by the end of the season, you know, he could be up to a B. Next up, I've got Jabari. I'm just going to give Jabari an A because he's just constantly right. showing improvement. He's become a double digit rebounding machine, more efficient score, light years better defender. And Steven, he keeps adding more layers to what he's doing. Yeah. And if, you know, the ankle sprain was unfortunate, but he's come back strong from that, at least, you know, to this point. And, you know, he's fallen one rebound shy of a double digits this season for like seven times. So he's come so close to that. If he could just get that, you know, a little bit better at the rebounding, you might start seeing more double digit rebounds from him. No, I mean, he's, I sense that 
he's going to be double digits for the full season next year because really the only thing that's held him back on his rebounds if you take his first few games. But w- when I took out those first few games, uh, probably right before his injury, I forget how many it was, maybe like nine or 12 games, he, he had double digit rebounding for the season on average. Right. So there, you know, again, the, the injury might've set him back a little bit, but I'm uh well, I'm kind of torn about his grade. I'm, I don't know if I'm as generous to give him an A. I'm going to give him a B plus, Robert. I, I'm just I'm going to say the uh, B plus for him. He was just one of the most inefficient scores, not scores, inefficient players, I should say, in the NBA last year. I, I just have to give him an A because, like my expectation and, and and how far he's jumped ahead, you know, I just thought this was going to be a longer process with Javari. And we saw a little bit in summer league. We saw it a little bit the last couple of months of last season, but he's carried it over. And just on a nightly basis, the defense just gets tougher and tougher and tougher. And, and that's the big thing with him. And you know what else I appreciate with Javari? And it's it's why I give him an A. He knows what his role is. He doesn't gripe about it. He doesn't make a big deal about it. He's fine with it. But at the same time, you know, this guy might have more to what he is. He might be a real go-to guy. And down the stretch of games, it seems like he wants the ball. He wants to make the, the shot. And a lot of times when he's given that opportunity, he makes big shots late in games. Well, I want the ball in Jabari's hands more. And Something that, uh, and we'll get to Ime Odoka's grade here in a bit, but, you know, that that's the thing is that Ime Odoka needs to continue to unlock that potential with Jabari. If he's allowed to do that, then he could be that go-to guy that you want late in a game. Well, let's get to Dylan Brooks. And uh, do you think, Robert, just, I mean, you, you know, you could go from last season to this season, but of course, this being his first season with the Rockets, let me just ask you this. Is Dylan Brooks doing what the Rockets signed him to do on most fronts? Absolutely. The villain gets a B plus for me because I've been beyond surprised in his efficiency as a scorer. His shooting is way better than expected. His finishing and his post-up game is a revelation in that it's good. I dropped him to a B plus as a grade because of the dumb fouls. And I felt like, you know, some of that stuff could be taken out of him with Udoka's coaching. It's not the technical fouls, which I expected. It's not that. It's just it's sometimes, the silly fouls. Yeah, the silly yeah. fouls far yeah. away from the basket, you know, getting teams closer in the bonus. I always talk about that as something that should be a defensive metric. But when you foul, you know, early in quarters, you're getting that team into shooting free throws and and it's really making your job harder as it goes along. And when you foul a team, you're also slowing the game down. And and maybe that's good when you're on the defensive end at times. But you know, if you're a team that at some point is going to try to run a little bit more and do those sorts of things. You don't, you don't want that. But the, the biggest issue is just, you know, if, if you're fouling guys, you're, you're getting those uh, fouls that put you into foul trouble. And then we can't have Dylan Brooks on the court. What he, when we need him to be Steven. Well, that's right. And that's the reason I gave him a B Robert was, was the fouls. Now, some of those fouls, not, not all, and maybe not even most, but some of those fouls, you know, are based on his reputation with the officials. I mean, I, I have to believe that. And and some of them are definitely silly. Some of it is the timing, but some of them are just the fact that he's Dylan Brooks. He's gotten a lot of technical fouls. He hadn't gotten in good with the officials. So he's not going to get those breaks maybe as, as much as some of the other players, but that was the biggest reason that I gave him a B was the fouls. But I think everything else about his game, the defense and, and the rest of it. Yeah. He's had the, some injuries too, but I think for the most part, he has done what the Rockets have signed him to do. No question about it. Let's let's go to Van Vliet because yeah. this is somebody that I really need to get into for a second. If you're a casual, you may not understand this, but Van Vliet, for me, it's an A plus. He gets all the, you know, he gets all the love because of all the reasons that you signed him. He's a leader. He's unlocked Shangoon. 
turned him into an all-star caliber player. He brings organization to the offense, consistent effort, defense, clutch shooting, smart ball handling. He struggled as the season's gone along because Udoka's run him into the ground. But last I checked, he led the league in minutes, Stephen, and that's the reason why he's struggling. Otherwise, yeah. everything else is just so huge to what this team is and the identity that they've got to a degree now, thanks to him and Udoka. He's the brain out there for Udoka, the coach. And I, I love Van Vliet. And this Jalen thing is a big deal because, you know, lo and behold, against the Lakers, he has 14 assists and four shots. I mean, that's perfect. That's what you, That's exactly what you want from your point guard with, with a guy like him. Absolutely. And you, you talk about a leader on the court. Boy, did the Rockets ever need it, especially with guys like Jalen and Jabari and, and even Alperin Shingun. I mean, yeah, everything about Van Vliet that you said is absolutely right. The, the minutes thing is is obviously something else that the Rockets need to address at the trade deadline because you just can't continue to throw him out there and have him play as many minutes as he is. You know, by the end of the season, he's probably going to be broken down at that rate. His shot selection leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, the, the game before the Lakers, the blowout, is a, is a prime example of that. That's why I would give him an A-, minus. but everything else about his game, Robert, you said is, is absolutely true. His shot selection, though, I will insist that people get gets bad when the other guys that are supposed to be taking those type of shots aren't doing their job, and he's having to take shots that he wouldn't normally have to. Yeah, that Nets game was terrible. I thought it was his worst game of the season, not just as a player, but just as a point guard. He just wasn't doing smart things out on the floor. And, you know, it's the whole, you know, fatigue makes us all a little weaker. And, and yeah. you know, that makes and the brain just make poorer decisions sometimes, too. Yeah. We're just not mentally there. So I, I could give him a pass on that, too. And it, again, the fatigue factor. All right. Well, let's get to Tari Eason. This is a little more difficult for me, Robert. I don't know what grade to give him. He has been out for quite a while. And but we know the potential he has. What, what's your take on that? Tari is an A. I mean, I just don't know how else to say it. I mean, when he's played, you know, you could call it an incomplete. But when he's played, Tari Eason's been brilliant. He just makes so many plays out on the court that help you helps you. His energy is infectious, a guy coming off the bench that just, just seems to ignite the whole team, and, and his presence does that. And if you look at what the Rockets are with and without him, it's it's night and day. I mean, he, he leads the team in plus-minus, and every time you would look down at the stat column at the end, sometimes plus-minus can get overrated. But if, the, if one guy, every time you look up, he's got a plus-something, and not everybody on the team's got a plus-something, and he's always got a plus-something, seemingly, then that's, that's a deal. And, you know, Tari Eason... It's just the real frustration for me, Stephen, is just the fact that he's been hurt and, and this injury and, you know, whatever has happened. We've discussed that in past episodes with some of my guests, but it's it's a concern that the Rockets may have misevaluated it or, you know, maybe it wasn't a misevaluation. Maybe it was just they got unlucky with what happened. But, boy, I, I just I miss him. I wish he was back in the lineup. He's for most Rockets fans, me included. You know, he's a favorite. Oh, I agree. He's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, if we're doing the teacher-student thing, though, if you haven't turned in all your assignments, you know, I used to get an incomplete. And so that's what I've kind of get got to give him. That doesn't mean I'm going to give him a bad grade, but I need to see more of that. I, I need, you know, injuries are going to happen. I get that. And it's just one of those breaks. But I just, I want to see Tari Eason come back and continue to do what he has been doing when he has been on the court. And I'm more than willing to give him an A or B, but right now I, I've got to give him an I until he can come back and get the rest of the season to doing the things that we're used to him doing. Well, let's get to Amin Thompson. Again, you know, the injuries kept him out for a while, but I think he's starting to get things, Robert. But I'm going to give him a B minus. The, the, the shooting is not what I think it should be, but the rebounding, I think he's getting there. I, I think he's improving. 
as we go along. Yeah, you you said it. I mean, he gets a B minus. It's really a partial incomplete. He lost a lot of games with the ankle, followed by the illness. He's flashed the elite defense and passing, but I'm going to give him a B on the loose ball handling, which as I mentioned to Maya in a recent show. Yeah. That's maybe my biggest concern, other than the shooting, obviously, which is everybody's concern. And Steven, I still love his potential. I mean, I can't say that enough. So I, I, I nitpick on him, but I still love the potential and I still love what he brings from the neck up. Well, I think, yeah, you said it right there, the neck up. And I think, you know, he has the potential to do better things. You can't question his work ethic. I mean, that's something that was drilled into him as a kid. You know, he and his twin, of course, were, were both uh, raised by parents who believed, you know, they drove them to be the kind of players they are. So I think, you know, he will continue to work hard and get better in all aspects of his game. In, in that Lakers game, let me just point out, he had five turnovers in like 11 yeah. minutes. And you talked about him taking away some of the minutes potentially from Fred Van Vliet if it's not a trade. You know, you, you need Ahmed to do it. And I just feel like Udoka's got to give in a little bit. We were talking about it with Cooper a couple of days ago. Yeah, He's got to give in a little bit and say, okay, he's going to make some mistakes. But if you looked at the five turnovers, what I saw was a couple of passes that he made that were great passes and guys just fumbled the ball or the pass was to the right guy and it might've just been in the right spot a little bit too low, a little bit too to the side, but the, the, the player got both hands on the basketball. That's the stuff that just like, okay, he's making the right, he, the decisions are good. It's just the execution's got to be just a hair better. Well, let's get to Cam. I'll tell you right now, Robert, I'm giving him an A. Yes, I know. He needs to continue to improve in his boo, game. Boo, <laughs> I'm going to give him an A+. plus. That's way too low, Stephen. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I want to see more of him, but man, it just the more you do see of him, the better he gets. I tell you what, he's just been beyond, beyond, beyond my expectations. The Laker game, just an exclamation point on how crazy incredible he already is. Of course, if you saw it, you know, 12 points in four minutes when he came into the game, three yeah. dunks, he's hitting threes. Uh, not only do you see the consistent energy, effort, and pure talent, but I love what he just said when they asked him about the dunk contest. Apparently, he was asked to do the dunk contest a couple of times, but declined because he said he's going to wait till year two or three when he's actually established himself as somebody in the league. And I love that answer, Stephen. Great answer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the best reason I can think of for him to say no. It's not that he's being selfish, but he realizes, you know, what he needs to do. And I think he wants to concentrate more on improving his game and just, you know, letting the team get better. Year two, year three, okay, we can, we can do the dunk contest. But yeah, I love that about him. So we, you see, we're going to see more of Cam, I'm, I'm sure. But man, we're just loving that. Jeff Green, I got to say, you know, I'm going to give Jeff a B because honestly, you talk about Van Vliet having to play a lot of minutes. Jeff Green's having to do the same thing. And I, I think, you know, for, for what he's doing, as much as he's out there, I, I think he is doing about the best he can right now. A plus because we knew the leadership was going to be there, but he's won them games. He's played more minutes than you thought you'd need from him. He's the kind of back of the bench vet, Stephen, that every team in the NBA should covet. I I would love to just keep him for the next four or five years as just the old. I, I like him yeah. much better than Boban, who who can't even play for you. And I don't know what he does besides comic relief. Yeah, and you need that comic relief. You know, you need the serious guys, the the, the hard driven guys like Van Vliet. And you need the comic relief with, with Jeff Green. You need all types of leadership. And I think this team is getting that. So, yeah. All right. Well, Jay Sean Tate is next on the list here, Robert. I think that we put up. Uh, man, when, when I first saw Jay Sean Tate play, I really liked his hustle and his intensity. And I mean, I, I still think he brings some of that, but I just, I've got to give him a C. I'm, I'm just not 
seeing what I want to see with Jay Sean at the moment. Yeah, see, uh, maybe I should have given him a C. He's a B minus, mostly on effort. You know, the guy does put out the effort. He still can't stop committing bad fouls. The shooting isn't even a little bit better. He's the teacher's pet with the head coaches, although I'm ready to ship him out at this point because I, I'm tired of the teacher's pet maybe getting more minutes than he really deserves when there's other guys that I just want to see what they can do. And, and I feel like they can do more than he can. His limitations drive me crazy and he gets you know, all those minutes. And I'm just like, wait, isn't Amen as good or better defensively? Isn't Amen a better passer? You know, isn't Amen more of a rebounder than he is? I mean, Jayshon Tate is just somebody that I'm fine with if he's the 11th or 12th guy and getting minutes when there's injuries. I just don't understand him being in the, in the rotation. I, I don't understand it, especially when it's over the young guys that where you see like those guys are actually making plays. And if you give them a little bit more run, all of a sudden you have something with those guys. Well, if he's the teacher's pet, then that means he probably won't be traded. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I mean, we keep hearing rumors or, you know, he, he keeps coming up in trade talks with a lot of the analysts around the NBA. But, you know, that's that's the thing is, it, what is Ime Udoka? It, does he want more of the veteran presence? You know, I know he wants to win. He, he's not into this project thing. But at the same time, if Amen is going to, if Amen is going to get better, he needs to play more. And that's the only way he's going to get better. So I think that's the dilemma that we find ourselves in with Jay Sean Tater that Ime Odoka is still trying to figure out. Well, I'm sure he has it figured out, but the rest of us just don't have it figured out yet. Amen, you talk about him getting better. He's got the type of brain that you know he's going to pick things up quickly. He just yep. needs that time. And yeah, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to be overzealous like some rookies. He's going to screw some stuff up on rotations or whatever. I get all that. But at the same time, we've seen Amen just making play. I mean, we just saw it. We just saw yeah. him make that game-winning defensive play against the Utah Jazz not too long ago. Yep. That's something that Jay Sean has no ability to do. He can't jump that high. He can't make up that ground. He doesn't have that athleticism. And I don't often think that Jay Sean has as much instinct as Amen Thompson. And, and that's now when Amen is a rookie. Well, all we can hope is as the season goes on and Amen continues to play and get better that You'll see less of Jay Shante, especially if he isn't traded. Well, the last guy I have on the list, Robert, unless you have some more, we'll, we'll get to, we're going to grade Ime Odoka too. So as far as the players go, the last name on my list is Aaron Holiday. What is your assessment of Holiday? A minus is where I put Aaron Holiday. My expectation was low because there are nights where his shooting has won games, which has surprised me. I, I knew he was a good shooter, but he's been lights out some nights. And for his size, he's a pest on defense. He's got limitations. Obviously, we know what some of those are. He's not the best passer. His floater game is not good. The mid-range, all that sort of stuff. But he goes all out, Stephen. And you wish, even though he doesn't pass the ball, even though he doesn't have that consistent mid-range game, you wish that that somebody like that would be at the back of the bench and available if you needed him. And he's the perfect back of the bench guy while other guys are getting up to speed. And he's somebody that, you know, his limitations are there. And that's why he wasn't available, or that's why he was available, I should say, to the Rockets, because some other guys, yeah, if they could do these other things better, they wouldn't have been available to begin with. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. And I, I gave him an A- minus just for, you know, I want to see more from him to get a better assessment. But, you know, he does provide a spark every now and then when he comes into the game and, and shooting, but everything else, I, I mean, I think that would be his role is, say, a number 11 guy on the bench. And we'll just, we're going to have to see more of him, I think, before we can give him an end of the year grade and just see what happens. All right. You said Odoka. I'm just going to give the head coach a B plus straight up. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to be an A plus plus because it just looked so good 
recently there's been a lot of frustration go listen to my udoka gripes <laughs> a couple of a couple of days ago yeah. with cooper klein we, we we got into those there are plenty but he's added structure discipline defense they've overachieved by everybody's assessment of where this team should be right now and for that reason you know it's it's got to be b plus for me steven well, I'm going to give him an A minus, Robert. And and I, you know, some of the things I, I did hear what you and Cooper were talking about, and you know, just the, the way he handles the rotation sometimes is puzzling. You know, we got on Stephen Silas for that time and time again. But I'm going to give him an A minus because you talk about turning a team around already in such a short time. I mean, we just said it a little while ago. We've already the Rockets have already matched the number of games they won last year, and they certainly have the potential to be a play-in team. I mean, you just don't you don't always turn a team around that quickly. And I think Udoka has provided enough of, you know, his, the attributes that he brings that he deserves an A minus. But yes, if he wants the A plus, he's got to get better with the rotation aspect. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes he he needs to get on the guys a little more. I think he did get on them after the uh, Nets game. He was pretty upset in the locker room from what I understand. But he just needs to keep on them about their intensity, especially at the beginning of games when they get off to such lousy starts and yet they have to fight back. It, it's those things, the intensity angle. And I know it's a long season and the players, you know, they have to bring some of that too. But I yeah. put some of that on Udoka as well. Yeah, you said it. It's weird because he can get them fired up after halftime. It seems like the beginning of the games that that sort of the intensity that, you know, I'm like, why, why can't they, why do they just keep coming out slow? It reminds me of the, uh, it reminds me of the Rockets really with Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming yeah. where they'd always get off the slow starts. And Van Gundy, who was as intense as it, he just couldn't get those guys going yeah. early in games. I also love about Udoka, he's honest. As, as a journalist, as a fan, you love the honesty. He was asked about Jalen's increased rebounding. He, sh he said, we showed him a lot of film of him standing and watching. It's an effort and focus thing he's brought, he's brought into lately, uh, unquote. And, and that quote right there, you know, he, he made no bones about it. Like, he's basically telling you, you know, we've had to get his effort and focus better and, and that's what you want to hear your coach saying. You want to hear like the way it is. And, you know, I don't think he's like selling out this guy by saying that. I just No, think no, absolutely not. And lately yeah. is the key word. I mean, you just said it lately means, well, he wasn't quite at first, but now he's starting to get it. So I, I totally agree with you. You know, as far as the media, he's going to tell it like it is. Now, he's not going to blast his players. And there are things he's certainly not going to say. But if you want an honest assessment, a public one, then he's as good as any coach, I think, in giving that to you. So. Well, you know, I know we have some other players, Robert, but I think we could probably stop here. You know, we don't, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about uh, Reggie Bullock or Boban, you know, some of these other guys. You know, just, they're not going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's well, and, and I think I've expressed some of my not nice things to say about some of those other guys. Uh, Jock Landale is another one we can talk about that, you know, haven't seen more negatives than positives, but uh, I think we got the bulk of the team. And there's definitely more potential for upside with this team as they go along. They just need to get more consistent. Do you disagree with our grades? Do you have different opinions on where the guys are? Let us know. I mean, get in the comments. We want to hear from you. Make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, you're going to want to know when our next show comes out, if you're enjoying all of this stuff. And I uh, just want to thank again, Stephen, for coming back. And we've got Texans talk tomorrow. We're going to talk about the big free agents that the Texans might go after and the wide receiver position because there's some positions that the Texans you know are going to be looking at really hard in free agency. Looking forward to that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk.
Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.